Hello everyone. Um, we finished our consideration of God manifesting the flesh in John chapter uh, John's Gospel, and I want us to look at the Book of Psalms. And um, I just want to give a, a few thoughts about the Book of Psalms as I'm sitting here waiting for a hospital procedure today. Um, Psalm 1 says this, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law that he meditate day and night. He should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment or sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. It isn't my intention to deal with this psalm today, but it would be good for all of us to read it and think about it. Next time, God willing, we'll begin what I have particularly in mind, and that is for us, you and me, to glean from the book of Psalms some practical lessons for our daily lives. As we read this book, we are made very much aware of the ups and downs of the writers. Very often we find David, or whoever the writer may be, because there are several, experiencing darkness, deep despair, and so on, as well as them, at other times, enjoying happiness, peace, and exaltation. Can I just say, if the Bible was simply a human literary work, it would paint an exclusively positive picture of those who scripture says have put their trust in God. And they would be portrayed as being perfect, always on a high, never failing, invariably being what they ought to be and doing what they ought to do. But the Holy Scriptures are the divine truth, written by men of God, individuals under the divine control and influence of God and borne along by God's Holy Spirit. It is the divine record of God and his people, And it tells the truth about everything and is a record of the lives of men and women who trusted God. But it tells it as it was, warts and all. So as we approach this beautiful book of Psalms, we see what much of what I've just outlined. But I'd also like to say, before we do any of those things, that this book of Psalms is, of course, not just one book, but five books in one. And as you read it, you will notice there are five very clear divisions. And these five separate sections of the book correspond in many ways to the first five books of our Bible called the Pentateuch. Incidentally, this unity of the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation is another reason confirming beyond doubt the wonderful fact that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. If I was to ask you how many books there are in the Bible, I would expect you to reply in line with most that the Bible consists of 66 books. However, if you see the book of Psalms as being five books, which I believe it is, it makes 70 in total. And this number is what I would expect, as it's the number that speaks of the perfect perfect completion of all God's purposes and claims. For example, the Jews were 70 years in captivity in Babylon, if you remember, according to what God had told them that they would do if they disobeyed him. In Daniel's prophecy, it says this, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people, 
and upon thy holy city, to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Incidentally, it's 70 weeks of years, and that's confirmed by the words that are used. And might I take this opportunity to say that the 69 weeks have already been fulfilled. And the 69th week finished when Messiah was cut off. That is, of course, when the Lord Jesus died on Calvary. At that time, the clock, so to say, was stopped. And the 70th week is yet to be fulfilled. So the age of the church in which you and I are is a parenthesis in which time Christ is gathering his bride, the church. And when that gathered company is complete, he will take his bride, the church, home to heaven at the rapture that we've spoken of many times before. Then the clock will start again. And the final week of years, seven years, will be a dreadful time of judgment upon earth. Judgment upon a world that has rejected God and his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. At the end of which Jesus will return in power and great glory with his people and deal with Satan, the man of sin and the false prophet. And he will set up his millennial kingdom here upon the earth. And truly the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 9, he will be called the Prince of Peace. What a day that will be. A day when this earth will enjoy its Sabbath, so to say. It's time of rest and everything will be fruitful in abundance. Now this isn't conjecture. It's God's holy word, the Bible. Please read it for yourself. Daniel chapter 9, the book of Revelation chapter 19, etc., etc. Tell you these things. It's not just something that we've conjured up in our minds. That time of judgment is spoken of again in Psalm 2, which perhaps we might refer to in another of these messages as we go through the Psalms. But continuing my thoughts about the number 70, if you'll bear with me, also remember that when Peter asked the Lord about forgiveness, thinking that forgiving an offender seven times was generous, Jesus said, no, no, 70 times seven. I believe this means we are to forgive right up until Jesus comes to reign. You remember the 70 uh, weeks of Daniel. Well, 70 times seven, and here we are. Uh, in other words, stop. Uh, we ne- should never stop forgiving. We should always have a spirit of forgiveness. So, dear friend, if you're bearing a grudge in your heart today against another, then show a spirit of forgiveness. If there's something that I need to put right today, ask God to show it to you in order that you can go to that person that you've offended perhaps and hurt. Put those things right. And I trust that that person will have that spirit of forgiveness. Now, we haven't looked at Psalm 1 today, but hopefully you found some benefit from my preamble about the book of Psalms and the things connected therewith. God bless his word to you today.